Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera, pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. November 2022, the President of the Republic of Ghana relieved Mr. Charles Edubwahe of his position as Minister of State at the Ministry of Finance. Why? Because he had been caught in an investigative piece by Anas Aramiao Anas doing something that everybody decried. On Monday, the 20th of October, 2023, the OSP issued this statement. The OSP has issued an investigative report faulting Charles Edubwahin, a former Minister of State at the Ministry of Finance, for engaging in influence peddling or trading in influence. The OSP had 
more than sufficient basis to so conclude after forensic investigation and analysis of an investigative documentary titled Galamse Economy, produced by Tiger IPI, a private investigation agency headed by the celebrated investigative journalist Anas Aramiao Anas. Influence peddling or trading in influence is a significant index of corruption worldwide. Mark that. Significant index of corruption worldwide. And it is deprecated under the United Nations Convention Against Corruption, ANCAC. Though Ghana is a state party to the ANCAC, the nation has yet to specifically prohibit influence peddling. Mark that. Specifically prohibit influence peddling or trading in influence as a criminal offense. Consequently, the OSP lacks the legal mandate to pursue prosecution in this matter. The OSP joins calls by civil society groups, particularly Occupy Ghana, on the passage of a Corrupt Practices Act and a Conduct of Public Officers Act. These legislative measures are essential for the establishment of a stronger legal framework and more effective mechanisms to combat and penalize corruption and corruption-related offenses. And we write back. This is the law. It's your legal light. It's your health law. It's our weekly legal clinic. Welcome back. This is the law. It's your legal rights. It's your help law. And this afternoon, we're going to help you understand and appreciate what the OSP, the Office of Special Prosecutor, means when it says that it cannot prosecute influence peddling, because that is what Charles Edubwang was involved in. Many of you have read the report, and there are, there are many who are angry are just unhappy with the Office of Special Prosecutor with their outcome and the conclusions that they have reached. On the law, which is your legal light, your help law, we will deal with the facts and the law. We are privileged to be joined by Samuel Apiadako. He is Director, Strategy, Research and Communication. Office of the Special Prosecutor. Good afternoon and welcome to the law. Thank you, Samson. Good afternoon. Great. So, to begin with, we would like you to help us appreciate a bit what the OSP actually stands for. What's your mandate? What's your object? What do you do? Thank you once again. The Office of the Special Prosecutor is an independent law enforcement agency and a prosecutorial office. What this means is that we investigate and we also prosecute. 
and we do so independent of the Attorney General of Ghana. And so our job is that we are a specialized agency set up to deal with specific offense, which is corruption, and any other offense predicated upon corruption. Mm. I know that in Ghana, most crimes that are alleged to have been committed by politicians are tagged as corruption. But when we say corruption, it is a term of art, and for us, under our law, what constitutes corruption is clearly defined. And so it's not every matter that people hear that politicians are engaged in that may fall under our remit. But we do concede that Ghanaians largely say corruption is almost everything. So our job is simple. We are supposed to prevent the occurrence of corruption in Ghana. But if it does happen, then our mandate is that we are supposed to investigate it. And then when we investigate and we realize that there is a case for the person involved to answer, then we are supposed to send the case to court and prosecute. And we do all this independent of the Attorney General of Ghana. Some people have said that we have to go and get permission from the Attorney General. That's not true. We do all this independent of the Attorney General. And then we are also mandated to take profit out of corruption. And so whatever um, you, you might have gained from corruption, be it uh, property as in a car, a house, or even physical money, we are supposed to recover that. And, and, and bring it back to the state. We have to disgorge it back into the state. So when we talk about the Office of the Special Prosecutor, this is what we stand for, and this is the work we've been doing since it was set up. So as your law provides in Section 2, you are to investigate, and then upon the investigation, you prosecute specific cases of alleged or suspected corruption and corruption-related offences. And beyond that, you are also to recover the proceeds of corruption and corruption-related offenses. Exactly. But there's a final leg that, in Section 2C, you have to take steps to prevent corruption. Exactly. And taking steps to prevent corruption involves so many things. If you go to our legislative instrument, LI-2374, it lists several things that we are supposed to do in preventing corruption. One of them is what we have just done, which is the issuance of a report on the conduct of the former minister for uh, Minister of State at the Finance Ministry, Charles Dubois, which is issuing what we call detected acts of corruption. So we are supposed to issue that, and we are even supposed to publish names of people who are being appointed into uh, positions in government who we believe, based on our evidence and research, shows that they are people who should not be appointed by virtue of them having committed corruption or one act of corruption or another. We're supposed to do what we call corruption risk assessment. As you know, um, the, the first um, special prosecutor did publish something on the EJAPA um, 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 transaction. And, and we are also supposed to even do what we call um, um, change culture. Mm culture that tends to breed corruption um, and uh, enactment procedures manuals of agencies and public institutions that also tend to breed corruption we are supposed to take steps to ensure that these things are, are all changed so it's a lot of work um, and, and then when you refer to your 
legislative instrument. You are speaking about the Office of the Special Prosecutor Operations Regulation 2018, LI 2374, Section 31, to be specific, is on prevention of, on, of corruption. And it says that the office may receive, collect, and collate reports, documents, materials, complaints, allegations, information, and intelligence to undertake the following measures to prevent corruption. Analysis of the risk of corruption. And that's what you refer to. You have done one under Martin Amidu. Anti-corruption programs. Anti-corruption programs. Educating people. If if I ask. This is an anti-corruption program. (laughs) <laughs> being on your show. All right. Um, we've also been to some um, mm. senior high schools mm. um, to hold some clinic in conjunction with um, other civil society organizations like the GACC. Mm. Um, so um, we've been on it, and we just don't um, do corruption activity uh, physically. We also do that through the Internet, through social media. And sometimes you realize that when, you, when the OSP is trying to explain to people some of the things that they do not want to do, you find a lot of people saying that, oh, go and prosecute. That's the job you have to do. But that tells us, us something, that people have not really understood the fourfold mandate of the office. But also maybe it has to do with how it, it, it came to being. A lot of people, the expectation is that the OSP must be putting people in jail. But that is not the only job of the OSP. And when he says the fourfold mandate, remember when we started, he spoke about their mandate under Section 2 of the Act, which is investigate, prosecute, recover, and prevent corruption, fourfold. And I continue to read, um, after saying you should conduct anti-corruption programs, it says anti-corruption assessment of legislation and draft legislation, Uh, provision of information in relation to persons applying for or holding position in the ministries, departments, and agencies which you spoke about. So you can literally decide, determine that somebody cannot be a minister. I'm not sure that we can determine, Mm. but I think that we are supposed to provide the information based on our research and based on our investigation and say that this person is not fit for office, Mm. and so do not appoint this person into office. But it's up to the appointer. Mm. Must you be invited to do this, or you, you do it on your own? We, we, we do everything on our own. Mm. We do not need um, re- even referrals from anyone. The, our act um, took into consideration the limitations of the existing anti-corruption institution and decided that the USP should be able to act on its own, even without a referral or a complaint. Because this prov- provision says you may receive, yes. collect, and collate reports, documents, materials, complaints, allegations, information, and intelligence to undertake the following activities. Okay. It also says that you you do uh, provision of information to the Public Services Commission and other legal entities. Yes. Education and information of the public. Yes. And then publicizing detected acts of corruption and other corruption measures provided by law. Yes. And you say the report you have issued on Charles, uh, Charles Dubois is false under publishing detected acts of corruption. Exactly. Yes. We call that special reports. But something, we just don't end there. If you go to 31.2, mm. this is very important, and this is what we did when we did an investigation into the La Bianca and Customs case. 
where it says that we, the office shall identify the causes that advance corruption to facilitate the prevention of the corruption, including deficiencies in regulatory enactment, regulations or procedures, deficiencies in administration of instructions, including lack of internal control measures. And so you go on and on and on. And we are happy that when we, we our, our preliminary investigation into the uh, La Bianca and Customs, the GRA has also subsequently um, complied with the directive of um, coming up with a comprehensive um, uh, procedure within which to ensure that um, corruption do not happen as it did in the past. Right. Now, we get to a very important uh, and the purpose for our discussion this afternoon. Uh, this is the Law It's Your Legal Lights. It is your help law, seeking to educate you about the business of the OSP uh, that was set up by the state specifically to help prosecute, investigate, prosecute, recover, and prevent corruption. In a month. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC member. Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera, pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. That the Attorney General cannot do because the Attorney General may find themselves in a conflict of interest situation because they are political appointees. They sit in cabinet with their friends and uh, their political uh, fr uh, friends, so to speak. Right. So if what you have published on a Dubai is forms part of a publication over detected acts of corruption. What is the use to the Ghanaian public if all you will do is investigate and tell us the person has done some wrong, but we cannot prosecute? It, 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 thank you very much. It, it's, it's very useful. It's very useful because not every conduct has been prohibited in this country. That's the first thing that a lot of people have to understand. It's not everything that you find offensive that may have been prohibited. And when we say prohibited, it means that there should be a specific law that says that what the conduct that the person is engaging is unlawful. The Constitution so, says nothing is crime exactly. unless that thing has been defined and the penalty provided for it in law. Exactly. Okay. For instance, I mean, you may find sleeping with your uncle offensive, but that will not be incest. But if you sit down, you might think that, whoa, someone has slept with the uncle. And we know incest to be that if you sleep with your, your daughter, your grandmother, and blah, blah, it amounts to incest. So why is this not incest? But in reality, that particular conduct has not been criminalized. What the OSP has done is to issue a report that says that 
we have investigated and gone into the conduct of a former minister of state. We have interviewed the journalists that did the investigation. We have also interviewed and interrogated the former minister. We have looked at all the laws that the OSP has been empowered to use. Remember I said that it's not every law that the OSP can use to prosecute, except those that have been clearly been given to the OSP to prosecute under Act 959. And we came to the conclusion that indeed the minister has engaged in a conduct that is not appropriate, that is reckless, that if it had happened in any other jurisdiction would have landed him um, in, in, in jail. Mm. And that offense, we say, is what we call influence peddling. Now, the reason why we say it's influence peddling is very simple. It's because we've had the benefit of watching the raw tape, as we call it. We've had the benefit of interrogating um, the subjects in question. And we've also had the benefit of looking at all the laws before us. And we've come to the conclusion that, yes, the conduct is reprehensible. As you've noted, many Ghanaians have looked at it. And if you recall, when this video even came up, a lot of Ghanaians had some reservations and said that they wish it, it had been more and that there could have been more that the um, Tiger IPI could have done. Mm. And we have assessed it and we've come to the conclusion that the, what he has committed would be offense in many other jurisdictions. But currently, as we speak, we do not have a particular law that we can use to succeed in a court of law. So we are saying two things. We have looked at the evidence and the facts, and we do not think that the evidence and the facts as at this material moment could sustain a charge in court. Now, the decision is very simple. When you have such a situation, would you want to go to court and say, because Ghanaians might raise issues that you must necessarily find something to charge him with, and you cannot find something to charge him with, so you must expend the taxpayer's money and go to court in a case that you do not believe in, one, in a case that you know that you will not be successful. Remember that the special prosecutor is to do justice. He's supposed to be fair. He's supposed to prosecute and not to persecute. So what he has to do is to look at everything and say that, do we spend state resources and go to court in a case that we do not believe in, we do not think that we have sufficient evidence, and we also do not think that there's a direct law that we can use to be able to prosecute such a person? Or do we issue a statement and say that we have found the minister to be liable for these things? And that these things that have happened, it's time that Ghanaians come together, put pressure on their government so that we can formulate a comprehensive corruption law. Something as we sit here, we do not have a comprehensive corruption law. We do not have a corruption, uh, corrupt practices act. In fact, some people have talked about gift. Do you know that as we speak now, Ghana does not have a law on gift. Mm. If you go to the UK, for instance, there's a ministerial code. The ministerial code says that a minister cannot take a gift beyond 140 pounds. 
So if you find a minister accepting a gift of, say, 40,000 U.S. dollars, and you have a law that says a minister cannot take a gift beyond a certain amount, it's so easy for your prosecutor to take this matter to court and prosecute. But when you live in a country where you do not have such a thing, we live in a country we don't even have what we call the reverse burden of proof. Corruption is one of the most difficult crimes to investigate and prosecute. And so the world over, and if you look at the United Nations Convention Against Corruption, it has provided that nations should try as much as possible and incorporate into their law reverse burden of proof so that the person who has been found to have committed something is the one supposed to prove to their prosecutor why, how he acquired those wealth or, or we are, how we, we came are a common by law country. We are not a civil law country. In civil law countries, the judges take proactive uh, part in the prosecution of a case. And the reverse that you're talking about is what happens. You allege, mm. but once I allege a crime against you, it is your duty to prove your innocence. Yes, but Here, your duty to prove... In the common law country, yes. he that is alleging Must has prove. the burden to prove. But I'm saying that it has changed. If you go to Kenya, for instance, they have reverse burden of proof, but they are commonwealth jurisdiction. If you go to United States, commonwealth, they have reverse burden of proof. The same thing in the United States and so many other countries. So if, a minister, if a minister or, if a, or a public officer mm. accepts a gift, is it not possible to not just look at it as a gift, to be able to determine that it is an act of corruption, it's a, either bribery or something of the sort? It's, it's very simple. When does a gift become a bribe? When is a bribe a gift? It's very simple. It's a bribe when it's been given to the minister and it's supposed to influence the minister to do something. It will amount to a, 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 a bribe. So the facts and the circumstances will determine when a gift becomes a bribe or when a bribe becomes a gift. So I, I don't think it's in doubt. But I'm also bringing up the issues that we are quite limited in so many things. And so when the OSP publishes such a report and makes recommendation then the view is that as a nation we should come together, look at it, and start amending and looking at how best we can come up with a very comprehensive legislation that could ensure that those loopholes and those gaps are clearly net. Other than that, two years to come, ten years to come, we may end up talking about the same thing and ha not having made any progress. So we'll go to the specific issue, but what do you say when you are pointed to Section 252 of Ghana's Criminal Offences Act, which says, 252, it says, one, a person who accepts, we are putting it up so you can also follow us uh, more meaningfully, a person who accepts or agrees or offers to accept, a person who accepts or agrees, so it's either you are accepting, you are agreeing, to accept or offers to accept a valuable consideration, money or anything of some value, under pretense or color of having unduly influenced or agreeing or being able to influence any other person in respect of functions as a public officer or juror commits a misdemeanor. You were talking about accepting gifts and so on. Yes. Is it not possible to use this provision to take care of a situation like that? 
Well, it's possible, Samson. It's possible to do that. And, and here, I, I, I will give an example. You know, in the UK, they have what they call um, the Bribery Act. And they do not have what we call direct influence peddling legislation. But they've said that they're able to use their Bribery Act in instances where uh, um, someone uses, the, a politician uses, the, abuses the office for, um, for personal gain. Now, when you look at 252, it, and I know that we, this is not, we, we are not here to, to teach law or, or to even attempt to teach anybody. But it's a platform yes, for education but, but, of the public. So yes. We're actually teaching the law. Yes, but I also think that um, lawyers may not agree on, 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 on one issue. They may we have different agree. perspectives on it. Mm-hmm. Now, if you look at 252, the heading, as you read, is accepting or giving bribe to influence public officer. So the ingredients are quite clear. One, you either accept or you agree. Or three, you offer to accept. That's the first part. Mm -hmm. Valuable consideration, which is the bribe. So you agree or you accept a bribe or you agree to accept a bribe or you offer to accept a bribe. Then let's go to the third one, which says context. He said that you are doing that under the pretext that you have unduly influenced a public officer. That's the first one. Mm-hmm. You have unduly influenced, under the pretext that you have unduly influenced. Or, or you are agreeing to influence. And the third you one, are able to influence. And the third one, you are able to influence another person. Mm-hmm. These are what this means. And you are influencing them in respect of their functions exactly, as, public officer. as public officers. Right. So the question you ask yourself is that looking, putting together, and, and like I said, if we had time, we should play back the video for a lot of people to watch. Then look at it and tell us which of them fits into this. I, we, we've heard a lot, and as you said, I don't think it's even true that many, many Ghanaians are, are not in agreement with the OSB. I think that if you take your time and you go through it very well, and you are not looking at it through, one, a political lens, or two, you are not looking at it as another lawyer believing that you could have still gone ahead under this um, provision. And that one will come to an issue of policy, whether you think you can be successful or not. The special prosecutor has had a look at everything and said that this will not apply because where in the video that we watch, especially the raw footage, do you find the former minister accepting to go and influence someone or accepting or agreeing to go and influence someone? I'm going to read something to you then on the basis of that we'll continue. Uh, on your own statement, point three, 3.3. The complaint alleged that through its sting operations, Tiger IPI audiovisually recorded Mr. Edubwahim in the act of his commission of corruption and corruption-related offenses. So we are being told the story of what transpired in the video. And we are sharing that with you on the screen. Um, corruption and corruption-related offenses. The complaint stated that undercover agents of Tiger IPI posing as businessmen 
who were interested in investing in Ghana met with Mr. Edubwahin and tabled their investment plans and proposals to him. A complaint alleged that, sensing an opportunity to cash in on his position as a Deputy Minister of Finance, Mr. Edubwahin demanded 20% of the value of the proposed initial investment or 10% upfront payment of the value of the proposed initial investment and post-investment share, sharing of the proceeds of the investment. A complaint also alleged that Mr. Dubwahing offered to introduce the undercover agents to the president and the vice president in aid of establishing them as very influential persons in Ghana. It was alleged that this offer was premised on Mr. Dubwahin's stated close ties to the president, akin to an uncle and a nephew relationship, and his political connection to the vice president. Last one. The complaint further alleged that Mr. Dubwahin demanded 200,000 United States dollars to be given to the vice president for the purpose of facilitating a meeting to be set up by Mr. Dubwahin Escuchas ese rugido. ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Between the vice president and the undercover agents, you are saying that what the law here requires, the ingredients, the activities required here, are not satisfied? Not at all. They are not satisfied. Okay, explain to us. Yes. So, if you watch carefully, and we, we have tried so hard to move away from this uh, position where you appear as if you are a lawyer, even for Charles Dubois, but we need to explain why we think that um, it's not on all fours with 252. 252 says that you must have accepted. If you watch the raw footage, what happened was that? It doesn't say you must have accepted. I'm, I'm coming. Accept. It doesn't end there. Yes, I know. Accept. So accept. We, are, we are taking it one by one. That yes. you are able to we are taking it one by one. Okay. So right. we are taking it one by one. So let's take accept. Mm -hmm. If you watch the video, this is what transpired. Now, the undercover agents asked Mr. Dubois that those who do this um, job, how much would they take? And then he said, no, if you can come up with uh, something. Then they kept pushing him. And then he said, 20% um, will, will, be, will be good. So he was requested to give a percentage. He did give. And he did give a percentage. And that's why he said he was surprised that they didn't contest it. And remember what he said. He said that those who do it, of course, you are going to lead it. What percentage would they take? So he was requested to give a percentage. When you look at the first ingredient, which is accept, agree, or offer to accept, depending on how you look at it and the nuances, you might say, okay, it may satisfy because whether it was a request to him or not, at the end of the day, he did give a percentage. But this, the context is what matters. So first of all, you must prove there is bribery. And the second part is that, which, where in the video, did Mr. Edubwain say that he has unduly influenced, one, or he's able to influence, two, or that 
he is able to influence others. And who are the others? Did he say that he is able to go and influence the president on record? Something, let's not forget that this is a criminal when trial. You, when you say yes. that what he did is influence peddling, what do you mean? Yes. So when we say what he did is influence peddling, it's a very simple thing. What is influence peddling? Influence peddling simply means that one is abusing the position that he or she enjoys in the decision-making process that, that for a third party by that person. So I come to you. Yes. And I say, sir, I know this man in the public office. I know you are interested in this kind of business. Mm-hmm. I can assist, get him to help you to establish. And in this case, they were interested in establishing a bank, a banking or a financial institution. So I'll be like your go-to person and help you get through to him to help you do all of this. And do it in the manner that perhaps the laws of the country don't allow. Yes. And I'm getting paid for it. Correct? I'm a public officer. I'm involved in influence peddling. Mm. Am I? Something. Let's look at it this way. And first of all, let's deal with 252. Because a lot of people have brought 252. And I want us to deal with 252. If you agree with me that the first part of the offense, which is that you must have accepted a valuable consideration by either agreeing, accepting, or offering to accept. We are saying that if you look at it in that way, you might see bits and pieces of that. But is it bits and pieces or yes. actually that is what transpires? You might see bits and pieces depending on how you, you, you situate the facts. He says... Because we'll I said that, I, that's why I said that the meetings were in different. If you watch the raw footage, the meeting in different categories. The first time is that I've come to you, and then I want to establish a bank in Ghana. Then I ask you, what's the procedure? Then you give me all the procedure. Then I go into a second meeting with you and say that, well, I have half half a million dollars that I want to invest into the country. I want to have a footprint in the country. Who are the people that I can see and blah, 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 blah? How can you help me? I'm a minister. I, have, I know the vice president. I know the president. I know the vice president. We can use him. He's the go-to person. He's the exactly. in charge of this. That is why we are saying that influence peddling is the best. Because, you see, he's, he's, he's exacting his position for undue advantage. But when you want to use 252... You must prove these other ingredients that we have listed here. Which other ingredients? That you have unduly influenced, as you read. Now, my question is that, do you have any facts to support that he has unduly influenced? The second part is, is it, is is it your case mm. that because the plan investment, as in setting up the bank, has not happened? Non, not necessarily. And we can use even the Nyantechi case to distinguish. If you recall the Nyantechi case, when they had talked about every other thing, you remember Nyantechi had even said that's where the film was that the president was in his pocket and <laughs> blah, blah, blah. You realize that after the discussion, they gave him $100,000. Now, when they gave him $100,000, Mr. Nyantechi was supposed to go somewhere else, but he missed his flight and instantly use the time to draft a contract 
handwritten contract and gave it back to me and said, I type it and send it back to me. So you realize that the Nyantechi case is a bit different from this other case. What you mean is that in the Nyantechi case, they had moved further, they sort of consummated the oral agreements or discussion. No, I mean, you can find more facts and evidence to support a charge that you want to use. But in this instance, I know some people say inquit offense, inquit. I'm like, of course, and some people even talk about it's like preparation. I'm like, how do you compare this with preparation? The point we are making is that you must satisfy these other three conditions. Yes. And I'm what asking are these those other three conditions. Let's go to it. Says, mm -hmm. Either you have accepted. You, you are, are still agreeing. on the first one. Yes. No. I, I, Let's I go need, back to the second. I need my, yes. my, my viewers to follow oh, okay. that. All right. Either you have accepted, mm. agreed to accept, or, or agreed to offer to accept. Yes. You offer to accept. You yes. have not accepted. Yes. Whatever is being given, whether yes. it's money or it's some promise of sort, of a benefit. Yes. Under the pretense that yes. you have unduly influenced something. One. Or that you are able to influence that thing. Two. Any other, uh, or of agreeing or being able to influence. So either you agree to influence, yes. or you are able to influence uh, any other person in respect of the functions of a public officer or a juror. So and, let's take the vice president. Mm. So a Dubois has agreed or has accepted, mm -hmm. or has offered to accept mm -hmm. money. Correct. And that money, he's saying that, one, he has been able to influence the vice president to do their bidding. So let's say that, that part does not apply. Yes. Two, it's not have or a, that mm -hmm. he's agreeing to go and influence the vice president to do their bidding. That's where we are. Or that he's able, or to, that do he's able to do it. That's where we are, isn't it? Where did he give such promise? You see, we have said that we are dealing with a criminal trial here, and people don't get it. It's a criminal trial. You must prove beyond reasonable doubt. At the OSP, we have a policy. And those who do not know, at the OSP, the special prosecutor has a policy. It might be too high for some people, but internally we know what the policy is. That the special prosecutor will not go to court unless he is satisfied that we have sufficient evidence to ground a charge and that we will be successful. Other than that, his view is that we will not spend the taxpayers' money on... Okay, everyone's coming over for the game, but I don't know what to make. <gasps> Time to ask Instacart. Let's see, what's a game day spread that's easy to make and vegetarian-friendly? Huh, nachos with white bean chili. Wow, how does it know that? I wonder if I can ask Instacart which running back I should start in my fantasy lineup. Oh, come on. Visit instacart.com or download the app to get a free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum order $10. Additional terms apply. Instacart. Add life to cart. Adventure. I understand that some lawyers say that. You know, I heard some comments. Some lawyers say that, oh, you should have, you should have stretched a Dubois more by just sending me to court. In three years, he'll be moving up and down in court. I'm like, really? If that is done to you as a citizen, will you be happy? That even though the prosecutor does not, is not satisfied that he has enough grounds, and that he should be taking you to court. And I said, we are all coming from private practice. So, so, when so, we so let's come something, back. I'm just coming. When we decry police officers, when they take on our clients, when there is no clear case against them, that will be persecution. And I'll give an example. When 
Mr. Kisejapen, my boss, took over in 2021. There was a trial involving um, Mahama Yariga. He came into office, looked at the evidence and the facts, went through over and over and said that the Republic doesn't really have a case against him. And so he filed a nolly prosecutor and discontinued the trial. That is justice. He is setting the president to say that if the OSP does not have that, a case that's, against that's, that's the That's appreciated, but let's get the back. The OSP will not go on. That, that's appreciated, but let's get back. In the context of influence peddling, which ingredients you say you may see bits of it in the face of this provision of the Criminal Offences Act? You are not the court. Why do you want to have a casting iron case and say, until I have that, I won't go to the court? So are you exactly right when you say that influence peddling is not prohibited by our law? When from all that we have read around just this one provision, it looks like it can be, one can be caught for influence peddling. I understand, but 252 is not on influence peddling. You see, ONCAC is as, is as young as 2004. This provision is very old. And I've even said that even when you go to the UK and so many other countries, they are reluctant or they are failing to come up with a law on influence spelling because they said that it's so difficult to come up with what kind of influence is legitimate and which one is not illegitimate. The special prosecutor has come up with, with a suggestion. His argument is that it's time that we criminalize this. Now, there's a professor in, in Cambridge. He recently did a survey in Ghana in the tertiary universities and came up. And so when this report was issued, he, he put up a, a comment on, on Facebook. This is called Justice Tembe. He had done a research and came up with this one and said that most tertiary students were engaged in influence peddling. And it's a serious matter that if Ghana does not look at it, these people will grow up to become politicians and we will have trouble on our hands. Let's, My point is that we must look at the bigger picture. Mm. The bigger picture being that it's time that we look at our corruption laws. Right. It's time that we enact Corrupt Practices Act. It is time that we enact a law on the conduct of public officers so that we can have a clear provision whilst we are working at that and clearly the advocacy has been very strong in that regard. Can we also look at this uh, provision of the law? Uh, that's been pointed to you. 179. Uh, section um, 247. Yes, Section 247 of the Criminal That's extortion. Offenses. Yes, Section 247 of the Criminal Offenses Act. And the specific provision, and we're sharing that with you so you can follow us, is on explanation as to extortion. And it says, a public officer commits extortion who under color of office demands or obtains from a person whether for public purposes or for personal gain or for any other person money or valuable consideration which the public officer knows is not lawfully authorized or at a time at which the public officer knows is not lawfully authorized to demand or to obtain that money or valuable consideration what do you say about this one, too? Well, this is the least of them that um, we, we could have used. We, we have looked at all these provisions. But let me begin with a technical problem of 247. Mm -hmm. Please go to Section 79 of 
at 959, which is that the, is your law, which is our law, Office of the Special Prosecutor Law. That is definition. Yes, definition for corruption. Okay. I feel like we are in law school, but <laughs> that's that's the purpose of this place. So, okay, section 79. Yes, please. Uh, and we restrict ourselves to only a um, the definition for corruption. So we look at 42, page 42. Okay. The definition of corruption. It says corruption and corruption-related offences means offence under sections. 146, 151, 179C, 239-252, which we have just discussed, mm-hmm. 253, 254, 256, 258, and 260 of the Criminal Offenses Act, 1960, Act 29. Please, do you find any provision on 247? No. Yes, but you find two one five one. So let's go to Act twenty nine one five one. Right. So the law prescribes that if you have to handle corruption cases, and when it says corruption, and you have to use our criminal offense uh, offenses act, it tells you specific provisions on which you can prosecute. Exactly. Sam. There are some that you cannot prosecute on. Yes. So. The section 247 I referred you to, that's not, you have no power over it. Yes. Because the law doesn't give you power over yes. it. But however, been... however, the law gives you power over 252, yes. which I yes. mentioned yes. earlier. Yes, but, right. but this is even a mistake. Mm. Because if you go to 151, it mentioned 151. Uh, that, that's what it is. So one five, we cannot be saying it's a mistake. So you say <laughs> I should go to section 151. 151. Yeah, because that's what our law says. Okay. Section 151 of the Criminal Offenses Act, uh, 151, 152, 151 is here. 151 is on extortion. Yes. It says, a person who extorts property. Escuchas ese rugido? Sientes la experiencia de poder? La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. From any other person by means of threats, commit a second degree felony. So that, that, you see, that's what we said. It must have been a mistake by the lawmaker. The lawmaker may have been referring to 247, but then they provided 151. Now, if you are to go to court, and because, that's why he said Because that. the court, the law cannot give you power over 151 and, and then take the power away from you over 247. Seven. Yes. Okay. So it must have been a mistake. Wait, because uh, 247 is an explanation of 151. Exactly. So that's where you think that yes, was we think it's a mistake. But I know that if we were to go to court on this, uh, you, uh, you being a defense attorney will come and knock us down with this one. Mm. Right. But beside that, let's look at it, even if we had 247, whether right. 247 will be applicable. Mm. For me, I do not see anywhere 247 will be applicable, even if the OSB had the power to prosecute under 247. Looking at the facts and the evidence that we have seen and, and have um, come to a conclusion on. Mm. Because when we talk about extortion, there must have been an involuntary pattern of something from you by a public officer or someone demanding it from you. My question is, where did 
Charles Dubois demand something from from the from the uh, sheikh. Everything was more like a gift. You take this for shopping. You take that for this. You take that for this. I agree. That's why I said that you might find patches of most of our our, uh, our laws in it, mm. but they are not conclusive enough for us to be able to go to court and ground a charge. And that's why we're saying that we are not going to expend public resources on it unless you want to do what we call persecution. But the OSP has not been set up to persecute people. The OSP has been set up to prosecute people and to do justice. And that is exactly what the special prosecutor has been doing since he assumed office in August 2021, Samson. There's several cases that we have in court is because the OSP believes in those cases, and we know that we have sufficient evidence to ground a charge. I don't know that would have got into it. Now, I'll tell you something. Some people say that the OSP must be very enterprising and not be in a shelf and think that if he doesn't push, um, he will have things on a silver platter. So, so let me do this. Uh, we'll open our phone lines now. Uh, sorry we are opening it late. This is the law. It's your legal light. It is your health law. And we are engaging the Office of Special Prosecutors, um, Director of uh, Strategy and also Communications, uh, to help us appreciate why uh, Charles Edubwahin, they claim, has committed acts of corruption, influence peddling, acts that actually ground corruption. But they say in Ghana, there's no law to prosecute. But many share the view that the Section uh, 252 that we just read a while ago is a potent tool that they could have used. You can call, and remember, on this program, we don't do politics. If you have any question to ask, we don't uh, use insulting language or anything of the sort. So if you call, just ask your question in a very simple manner. If you want to make a contribution very quick, and then he will respond to you. Uh, but yes. some before uh, the calls start coming, I was saying that the ASP is very enterprising and adventurous because you have the Sir John case where you look at our laws, and if you are not careful and you don't read our laws well, you might think that we do not have a provision or non-conviction-based forfeiture. That means if someone dies before we get to know that the person has engaged in corruption, it means that the family of that person takes away all those properties that the person may have used corrupt means to, to achieve. The SP said no, that OSP actually has the law to deal with this. Okay. And yet when we went to court, the court disagreed with us. Mm. So it's not that we have so not been... Salafu is calling us from where, but we've got a lot of messages. They seem to disagree with you on the section 252. And that's the that beauty of Either law. he has accepted, he's agreeing to... Be, or that he's able to influence, and they see all of that in the video, and yet you say you can't prosecute. Hello, Salifu, you're calling us from Let's hear you. It's because they're not looking at the second part of that. Salifu, quickly, let's hear you. Yeah, thank you, Samson. Uh, my question is on the other two provisions. Is the OSP guy telling us that you should be very sure, or are you a judge? Are, are they playing a judge role? Because you are, when a lawyer is going to court, you are going to court with, uh, with issues to, for the judge to determine the case. Mm. So you sit in your office and determine when the other two clauses you read indicate that he says he's able to influence the vice president. He's going to 
introduce them to the vice president and all that. So they are they are sitting in their office, you know, acting like judges. Okay, they thank you. Go, but but, but, but Sam, let, let, let's let's yeah. correct him because he has imported uh, so, so facts. this particular provision. He has imported uh, facts. Let's take this particular provision off and let's keep to the two five two. <laughs> thank you. Keep the two but but Sam, so let's correct yeah. him. He has imported facts and said that Mr. Dubois said he's going to influence. It's not part of the facts. And we have to be careful. He demonstrated that he's capable of... He's not demonstrated anything that he's capable of. He only talked about his relationship with them. Doesn't what mean... is the purpose of talking about that? When you talk about your... Because what was the purpose of the Sheikh asking him for that? The Sheikh said that he wants to be able to meet them. And he says, yes, you can meet these people. You can meet these people. I know them. You can meet these people. It doesn't mean that he has demonstrated that he is going to influence them. Let's not be important facts. Other than that, you might think that somebody is doing a cover-up when, in actual sense, Sasu, we are just you are calling us from Bantama. Let's hear you, Sasu. Hello, Sasu. Uh, we lost Sasu. Um, uh, what, what happened? Why did we lose Sasu? Maybe uh, he wants me to finish the point. So when, <laughs> when you import the facts like many other, even lawyers have been importing facts into what it is. You know, I did not even seen the raw footage. Why? But the, the raw footage was shown to the whole world. That's no, not the raw footage. Our, our I footage. said the raw footage, the video is <laughs> Yeah, the video. But I'm just saying that even the video that you watch, there is nowhere it says that I'm going to influence. And we have to be very careful. I know that, yes, it's juicy. He has done unthinkable things and that's why we have indicted him that's why when i find pro uh, uh pro papers going ahead to say he has been cleared i wonder i'm sitting down i'm like where in this report has he been cleared a former minister of state has been indicted by the office of the special prosecutor that he has engaged in influence peddling and you are saying that he has uh, been cleared he just he just said that are you a court what do you mean by you have indicted the person and you have not taken of course before? the right. office the, the special prosecutor is the equivalent of a court let's hear you. you are calling from inquiry is it let's hear you hello go ahead solomon good afternoon something let's hear you yeah i am very interested in this program i was just uh, reading the united nations uh, on a uh, United Nations Convention Against Corruption. And uh, what they describe, influence peddling is part of corruption. That's why I just read it. Thank That's you. right. Thank you, you very much. And you are right about that. Yes. He's right, is he not? He's very right. Uh -huh. And that's why we are saying that it's time to domesticate. Remember, people forget that Article 18 of UNCAC has to be domesticated, just like Article 36 has been domesticated. Article 36 is why we have the Office of the Special Prosecutor. Because Article 36 says that every state should set up a specialized should independent he body. demanded, to the extent that what we, he did, you find it to be improper? Of course. Is that not what the ANCAC, particularly, uh, is it uh, Article 17, is clear about? It's no, ANCAC on Article 17 is about misappropriation and, and, and other um, It's not on... Um, um, sorry, who, who is on the line? Sasu, Sasu, you are back. Go ahead. Yeah, uh, something. Yes, go ahead. Very quick. Okay. Yeah, my, I, I am not a lawyer, but uh, listen to what uh, my my friend, the, my, uh, the... His, his name I, is Api Adako. Yes, uh, Adako is saying. He was saying that there is no comprehensive law in Ghana to prosecute, yeah, to prosecute... Uh, Influence everyone. peddling. No corruption. Yes. Generally. 
But what I'm saying is that he, he made mention of other countries having that same law. Can't we adopt from other countries to be able to deal with this issue? But okay, so that, that's uh, the point okay. they are making. That's the yeah. point they are making. Well, so, so to help, help now, we are clarifying. We are saying that influence peddling is a serious offense in other countries, except that in Ghana, we have not domesticated it. So when some people hear influence peddling, they think that it's a, it's a slap in the back or a tap on the head. It's a very serious offense that will end you in jail if you are found liable or guilty. So when people hear influence peddling, they are thinking in their heads, okay, it's nothing so serious. Please, influence peddling is a very serious offense to be, to be uh, indicted with. And then some said that we have constituted ourselves into a court. No, we are an investigative body, and we are supposed to make our findings uh, known to Ghanaians. Again, we are just not an investigative body. We are also prosecutors. And so a prosecutor must satisfy him or herself that there is enough or sufficient basis to go to court. Remember, the special prosecutor is the equivalent of a justice of the court of appeal and a very seasoned lawyer at that. So he's supposed to satisfy himself before he goes to court. The, the, and I, I'm getting a lot of messages from lawyers, actually, and they believe that the Section 252 yes. of the Criminal Offences Act can be used. It's a good law on influence peddling. So you are not right to say that we don't have a law on influence peddling. And in fact, um, I think about two, three of them insist that put the person in court and let him be the one to defend himself otherwise. Exactly what we said. We are not to, we are not... Um, we are not, remember, we are, we are, we are what? Um, the special prosecutor is an officer of the court. He's supposed to help the court. You're not supposed to send cases to court when you know that it's not strong, it cannot grant um, a conviction. Remember, we are also spending state resources. I mean, we have trials in Kumasi, in Tamale, and Co. It's a lot of money to go through trial. It's a lot of money, a lot of time. And so, we have to use our resources ju judicially. We are not supposed to just go ahead and, and prosecute somebody and see whether um, the person will be put in jail. And that's why I said that they are defense lawyers. But, would, but it was would clear, they be happy if, it was clear that he was seeking to use his office for private No gain. doubt. And this report will forever follow him. This and report will follow him. office for him. private gain is corruption. He has no That's use. Crime. Where has he used his private gain? Where is he have used your office for private gain? Look at the PPA case. Okay. Where we have said that he was selling uh, contracts and sorry, making time, money. Time runs. I know. Fast. I know. Uh, I we wish have we had more engaging time. Samuel and I wish we Dako, uh, Director, Strategy Research and Communication uh, Office of the Special Prosecutor, uh, on the question why the OSP says it can't prosecute on influence peddling, which is actually what amounts to corruption. And we have gotten the explanations. We will bring you another side that believes that this is um, the OSP running away from its job. So can we also say that we, we at the OSP will welcome every divergent All right, opinion. thank you very much. This has been the law, it is your legal light, it is your help law. Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera, pero este... 
comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500. Hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. 